Good morning and welcome back to Looking Backward, Looking Forward. I'm C. Thomas Printer, and today we're looking back at inflation. It seems that it isn't dead just yet. The Producer Price Index, which measures wholesale inflation, rose 0.3% for the month. This was the biggest monthly gain since January and up from an unchanged reading in June. Excluding food and energy, the core PPI, one of the favorite measures of the Fed, also increased 0.3%, the biggest monthly increase since November of 2022. So after the CPI came in a little lower than expectations, although still up, is inflation starting to raise its ugly head yet again? Well, we kind of expected this. We know that last June inflation peaked. So this year, when we compare it back to last year, we start getting more and more difficult comps to beat. July was a, a pretty good decrease from last year's June number. So that means this year's July is going to be harder and harder to beat when we look at it on a year over year rate of change basis. Now, what does that mean for the Fed and their decision making? Well, if we saw them if we saw inflation decreasing versus increasing, which it has also in the, in the core and also in the CPI, this is not the direction we want this to head if we expect rate cuts or the Fed to pause rate hiking. So this is why analysts like Jim Bianco are saying he expects inflation to accelerate through the fall. And that means it's going to be harder for the Fed to stop cutting. On a more somber note, looking back Tuesday morning, Wildfires in Maui, in the small town of Lahaina, roared into town, fueled by 70 mile an hour winds. They totally devastated the small town. And as of today, we are looking at over 80 people confirmed dead and as many as 1,500 still missing. This was a horrific, horrific scene as people were forced to jump into the ocean to avoid the quick moving brush fire that had destroyed most of the entire town. This was a horror scene. The fire was so, so fast and so thorough and the town, which is on the leeward side, was so dry that it was just tender and it just went up in mere minutes and many people had no warnings. Um, it would be similar to a, a, a scene when a tornado hit before the warning systems were there. People just didn't have any idea. And as they start going into more and more buildings, they're afraid to find um, some of those missing people could turn into casualties. So um, say a prayer for Maui and hope that they can recover as quickly as they can. That was a horrific scene and one of the biggest um, disasters on the island. Looking back in the past week, Sam Bankman Freed is a freed bankman no more. That's right. He is going back to jail as of Friday for witness tampering. It turns out that the fallen crypto million, maybe a billionaire even, and Tom Brady's good buddy is heading back to jail. And of all the people I've seen that are criminals, I would have to say that old Sam Bankman Freed is a kind of guy that probably doesn't need to be going back to jail. And I would do everything possible by the letter of the law if I was him to stay out of jail because he does not seem like he would fare too well in jail. But we're about to find out because as of Friday, he is back in the clank. If we move to looking forward, 
There is a 60-day state of emergency in Ecuador. Why are we talking about a state of emergency in Ecuador? Because they're having upcoming presidential elections and Ferdinando Villavicencio, a member of the country's National Assembly, was attacked and assassinated as he left the capital of, of Quito on Wednesday. This is a situation that we have spoke about how organized crime is getting its hooks into many of these Central American countries as they find more and more creative ways to funnel drugs into the United States, which makes up 80% of their market. And what they're finding now is Ecuador, which has been a very safe and stable country, is now caught up in the drug violence that has, you know, affected Mexico for years and years and years and, you know, had been predominantly um, in Colombia in the 80s. Well, now it is has moved over to Ecuador. This politician who is anti-corruption and had pledged to clean up the organized crime and the cartel activity, the men claiming to have murdered him belong to Los Lobos, which is translated the wolves, who are rivals of another gang in Ecuador. So for the next 60 days, there will be a state of emergency and we never like to see it when governments are forced into these type of things and we have violence around the transfer of power. Um, we will see what happens in Ecuador with their elections and we hope that, that they can have a peaceful and um, safe election process. Looking forward, we did an unintended consequences piece recently. And here is another interesting item re regarding EV cars. There is an article out about Rivian using up a set of tires in just 6,000 miles. I did a double take and I was like, how can that possibly be right? Well, it seems that the heavy weight, the quick acceleration and the braking that they have in the EV cars is wearing out tires like you would not believe. These tires would not make it in NASCAR, or I should say these cars wouldn't last long in NASCAR. They would burn up their tires. Cole Trickle would never ever have came back and won and beat Rowdy Burns if he was driving an EV car that had to stop for tires twice as often as everybody else on the track. So what do we know about this? Well, there's a couple articles that I've put links to with the rest of our um, articles today, but one of them is an interesting one in the Atlantic, and they're talking about the particulates released from tires rubbing against the pavement and how these are toxic. They are, let's see here, um, they are invisible to the naked eye. They are affecting waterways and even can access and harm fish and tiny aquatic organisms because they contain some sources of microplastic. 28% of the microplastics in global oceans could be responsible due to tires. These compounds settle on the ground and leach toxic chemicals into the soil and water. Oh no, I thought we were getting EV cars to be more friendly to the environment. 
it seems that we have unintended consequences. Various tire components have been linked to chronic conditions, including respiratory problems, kidney damage, neurological damage, and birth defects. A particular concern in neighborhoods adjacent to highways whose residents skew low income and minority. This is a very interesting article and they talk about how EV cars are going to put so many more tire particulates into the air. They, according to Ashley Edgar, JD Power Senior Director of Automotive Supplier Benchmarking and Alternative Mobility, says they were expecting 40,000 miles out of their tires and they're only getting 13,000. So I'm guessing a Rivian, which is a heavier, more rugged SUV type vehicle at 6,000, doesn't seem like a stretch after all. Well, those are awfully expensive tires and another hidden cost in an EV, making it even more unlikely that consumers adapt those, adopt those on a large scale basis. We will see in the future. And lastly, we come to the August 22nd BRICS Summit meeting in South Africa that we've talked about a couple times. We have Lula, President Lula from Brazil, President Xi, Modi will be there from India, while President Putin is expected to attend virtually. There is a warrant out for his arrest due to the um, uh, war in the Ukraine. But the rumor is that this is where the BRICS nations will roll out their new currency. It is expected to be linked to gold. Now, the moment that happens, they will have a better money than the U.S. dollar, which is linked to nothing more than congressional spending and basically Charmin at this point. So what does this mean in terms of stability for half of the world's GDP, half of the world's population, and half of the world's nuclear capability? Folks, I think this is going to be a seminal moment in world history. I encourage all of you to watch this, but this is the date, right? Like this could very easily be a turning point in world history. And I have seen very, very, very few people talking about this on the, the, the normal news, the regular news. There's been some whispers around at it, but like this is very important. These leaders are flying in there and if they do release the news, I've heard conflicting reports, but they are saying in the Kenyan, I think it was prime minister came out and said, yeah, we're going to announce this in August. And there are a whole bunch of other countries that are anxious to get in on this. And what it basically means is they can not have to have U.S. dollars to buy energy, right? Saudi Arabia is expected to be one of the first people outside of the BRICS nations to join this. And if this is the case, they can now run down their foreign reserves because they don't have to buy dollars to buy energy. So this is going to be a huge thing. It's something we need to keep an eye on. And if they do roll it out, August 22nd, 2023 might be a date that will go down in history. We will have to see. Totally unrelated, but it is something that we mentioned in one of our episodes not too long ago. Fernando Valenzuela had his number retired by the Los Angeles Dodgers on Friday night. Well-deserved, Amico. We talked about the Fernando, Fernando mania craze back in 1981 and how it set the, the entire um, Southern California region on fire with the uh, the eight no start that he had and the unorthodox way that he was pitching. So congratulations to Fernando. 
Now, until next week, in the words of George Bernard Shaw, quote, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. As usual, the links to all the subject articles are in the show notes or available on our website, cthomasprinter.com. Please welcome yourself to read more about these issues there. <laughs>